Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Getting ready for my vacation. I finally get to go somewhere. If everybody remembers, I was supposed to go on a vacation uh, back in March and blew out my back. And so... uh, Stayed at home in bed and uh, did the radio show from uh, from my bed and uh, for two weeks straight. But now I'm all healed up and uh, we're taking a little family vacation uh, tomorrow. So uh, Victor Pitts will be hosting my show uh, next week and uh, we'll have uh, some great guests on again and bring you live great content uh, whenever possible. Uh, my guests tonight uh, are uh, Steve Ursi of Swizzle Stick Inc. and Dr. Jerry Brown of Innovation. Uh, Steve has developed such sites as careercolleges.us, onlinecollegedegrees.net, and collegeaffiliates.com. In addition to registering industry keywords and uh, and branding type domains, he has a large selection of excellent .us and .cn names. So we get to hear a different perspective of uh, not only .com uh, portfolios, but some other .us and .cn portfolios. Dr. Jerry Brown is a speaker, author, and trainer and consultant. Um, He's an expert in innovation and creativity, and he helps smart companies and the individuals in those companies in its process of becoming more innovative and creative. Dr. Brown is also a domainer and has a sizable collection of about 4,000 domain names. Um, So we're going to have both of those guys on. Um, Steve will be on first, and then we'll have Dr. Jerry Brown. We're going to break for a couple commercials, uh, pay some bills, and be right back on with Steve Ursi from Swizzle Sticks. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. Be master of your domain. Stay tuned. It's all about links, baby. 
Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, TextLinkAds.com. Google AdSense, how do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. Captain's Log, Stardate, 8130.3. Starship Enterprise on training mission to Gamma Hydra, Section 14. Identify for retina scan. It's Monty Khan. Khan, you've got Genesis, but you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. The masses are starting to get online and get their identities and find new ways to make money in the marketplace, and I think they're all aiming their guns. You have a tendency to express ideas in military terms, Mr. Khan. This is a social occasion. Well, they are party animals. They do throw uh, some of the best parties in our industry, that's for sure. Evaluation, Mr. Fox. Crude methods, but effective. We posted our booth up next to uh, a booth that's giving away beer. How appropriate that is for you guys, huh? Hey, I've taken care of everything. Now, all you all got to do is just relax. Doctor's orders. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you in two weeks from now. Same time, same place. Khan, how do we know you'll keep your word? I promise you. Be the master of your domain. <laughs> Don't incur the wrath of Khan. Listen to Domain Masters, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hello, welcome back to Domain Masters. Uh, as I mentioned, my first guest, Steve Ursi, uh, has been online, it looks like, since 1998, right before the dot-com bust. Uh, he's been able to acquire quite a, quite a bit, uh, I think about a thousand domains uh, in total, uh, likes the .us and .cn uh, um, uh, extensions as well. And uh, has some uh, some great properties. Um, looks like had uh, he had some uh, some history of everything from DJing on a radio station to uh, driving an 18 wheeler across the country for several years. Uh, basically, a jack of all trades, and as he says, a master of none. So, uh, Steve, welcome on board. Welcome to Domain Masters. Hi, Monty. Thanks for having me. Uh, hey, Steve, my, my pleasure. Is the last name kind of a uh, a hard one to get there? Oh, it's uh, Ursery. Ursery, like nursery, oh, okay. no end. But uh, anyway. I feel for you on the back thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am sitting here as we speak with a bad back. I just got back from Walgreens to pick up a prescription, but they didn't have it ready yet. Yeah, so, now did you blow out your back or did you rupture a disc? What would you do? I, nothing as serious as that. I think it's just basically a, a pull, those internal pulled muscles that kind of plague you once or twice a year. And it's yeah. usually not. It's, it's usually not from lifting anything heavy or anything like that. It's just making some sort of a little weird move, and bam, there you go. It felt like somebody stabbed you in the back, and you can't walk for two or three days. Yeah, yeah. So well, I, I know where you're coming from there, but uh, soma is the only thing that I've ever tried that helps. Yeah, yeah. Like well, I, unfortunately, I did some permanent damage to mine, uh, but I'm I'm a baby in it, and it's working, and I'm able to travel now and walk around and stuff, and just trying to avoid the operation. Yeah, I've <laughs> Anyway, you have a very interesting background uh, and uh, and an interesting portfolio of domain names. Give, just give us a little 30,000-foot uh, view of how you got started in the business and what how you got into the domain name business. 
Well, uh, as you mentioned earlier, I've done all kinds of weird jobs that, you know, you, you, the kind you're never satisfied with. And finally, I kind of had enough of that, and I thought, well, computers and the Internet are, are the way of the future, so I need to teach myself how to learn to use a computer. And back probably about 98, I, I got off the road. I was driving a truck at that time. I got off the road, bought a computer, started teaching myself a little bit, and uh, just in reading uh, news stories and stuff, I read about Mark Ostrowski selling business.com somewhere back around that time mm-hmm. for, what, something like $7 million or something? Yeah, uh, 1999 uh, in December for $7.5 million, uh, most of which was in stock, but he still, uh, it was about, uh, I think it was a $1.5 million cash deal. The rest was stock, yes. And so um, my eyeballs got dollar signs. <laughs> and I started investigating, of you know, the domain name, industry and the aftermarket and all that and I thought well hey this this sounds like something that you know anyone could get into that you you don't have to have a huge bankroll to get started uh, you know at that that time I think it was generally 39 or 49 bucks for a, a dot com and and you, you only had like one or two places to choose from and since then you know it's it's just been kind of a the, you get started in the game and you you just kind of get hooked on it and you keep everything you hear that comes into your ears, you think, well, how about that for a domain name? Is that taken? And you just start, you know, it's almost like a game. You start trying to think of different names that aren't taken, and uh, before you know it, you've got a, a pretty good portfolio going. Right. Now, and, did you, um, did, so you started acquiring names back in 1998, or did you wait uh, a year or two after that? No, I, I started just about that. It was 98, and uh, I, I got a few, you know, I, I probably had a couple of hundred maybe that I kind of thought, well, you know, just, just kind of, Make up in your head and, and uh, think. Well, that sounds good, and register it. And what, what, what was the first domain name that you that you registered? Uh, one of the first was my what I use now for my business name, Swizzlestick Incorporated. It was just Swizzlestick.com, simply just because I in, in one of those things of punching in names, I thought, well, hey, that sounds pretty cool, and nobody had it. Uh, another fellow had the the dash version, Swizzle Dash Stick, and. I believe he's still maybe out there today. Has a uh, a rock and roll type magazine or something. But I got the name and I thought, well, that, that sounds you know, it's got a kind of a jingle to it. So I thought, well, I'll keep that and just use it as my business name. And probably the first name that I ever registered that I actually started using was OnlineCollegeDegrees.net. And in my accumulation of of domain names and kind of starting to have the portfolio, of course. In the beginning, I w- it was just hopes of being able to sell one because that's what you were hearing about. And then, lo and behold, here comes the dot-com bust, just about that time, around, what, 2000 or so, I guess. Yes. Somewhere in there. And and everybody is, <laughs> like me, their high hopes of, of selling their, their names for big bucks, you know, kind of turned into, okay, now what can I do to try to make money or earn a living with this? And that particular name... Uh, I, I read a, an article about uh, the distance learning industry with, with colleges teaching and, and offering degrees online via the Internet, and, and this name started kind of receiving a little bit of traffic. And I thought, okay, I need to now I've, I've learned how to, you know, buy domain names. Now I need to learn how to build a website and, you know, try to monetize it and uh, came across college affiliate programs, lead generation, and that kind of thing. And uh, built that site and careercolleges.us, uh, onlinedegrees.us, and a, a couple more. And also, I uh, finally put up the site collegeaffiliates.com, where just your average, you know, webmaster like myself, who's you know not not exactly a pro, can kind of go in there and learn how to get started and and make a little bit of money. <laughs> right now, did you learn how to build those those websites once you registered those domain names yourself? Did you hire somebody? Did you contract out? How'd you handle that? Just did it myself through trial and error. At first, it was the old deal of using the the free offerings. Back then, you had a couple of places. One thing, one place I can remember was called Homestead.com. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a free. I don't. I don't think they probably exist anymore. But it was a, a thing where you could have your own free website, and they had a, an online builder. And you played with that for a few years, and of course that business model didn't fly because they were giving stuff away and, and of course eventually they probably all failed and then I kind of graduated into getting hosting and learning how to use Dreamweaver and building my own sites and and 
slowly progressing from there. Uh, you know, once you kind of learn how to get a site up that, that looks okay and that people can navigate and hopefully find what they're looking for, then the next step is, well, okay, how do I make any money with that? I've, I've either got to be selling something or uh, selling information or a service, and I didn't have anything to sell. I really didn't offer any service, so I thought, okay, information is the only thing left that I can move. So <laughs> I, I found out about the affiliate, affiliate marketing, and uh, I had a couple of T-shirt sites, uh, T-shirttrek.com. I don't know if I even still own that name or not. I probably not, but... Um, I put up some links for affiliate marketing, and that was okay for a while, and a lot of people still do it, but uh, then came the uh, spyware and uh, malware and all that type of thing, and, and that made it hard harder to do the affiliate marketing where you actually have to uh, sell products or, or hype somebody else's products anyway. Um, and so the, the college lead thing seemed not as, uh, you know, it, it didn't. It wasn't affected by that as much by right, the malware, right. spyware. So basically, just you know, people looking for you know information about distance learning, um, fill out their information, and the the college contacts them, and and basically you get uh, a small fee for sending them their way, more or less. Right. Now you own uh, you own what a thousand domain names in total, something like that. Close. Right now, it's probably somewhere about eighteen hundred, and I'm in the process. That got to be like herding cats. Are trying to herd cats. I had them with five or six different registrars. I've, uh, uh, Fabulous was one of them, uh, directnick.com, and uh, the list goes on. And it, in the early years, like I said, it was more expensive, and as competition came about and you know uh, newer registrars came about, you started looking for better prices. You've got so many names you're trying to keep, keep paying for every year, and you start looking for better deals, better prices, and so forth. And finally, it got to a point where you know, I'm read all the the uh, forums, uh, usforum.usd and journal, uh, name pros, and and all the, the the domainer forums, and kind of did some research. And I thought, what I've got to do is, in, instead of trying to keep all these names all over the place, is try to get them all under one roof. And that's when I found out that you guys and and uh, uh, Moniker had a pretty good reputation out there for security, especially. People said, you know, this is if you want to keep your name safe, <laughs> move them to moniker. Yep. And and so I, I've been slowly doing that. I've been taking them as as expiration draws near. I'll move them from these various different registrars over to you guys. And I'm now kind of uh, getting rid of some of the ones that I maybe had one too many martinis when I registered them. <laughs> yeah, we and, never we never had any of those in our in our portfolios. I'm sure no one listening ever got any name they didn't really want. <laughs> you know, that'd probably be a good show just to have people tell their worst names, but they wouldn't want to admit it. You know, of course, a lot of mine I've done forgotten or gotten rid of or whatever, let expire. But I'm probably going to wind up once I get everything moved. I'll probably have in the neighborhood of 1500 or something like that. And I am very big on .us now. I have no real. Now that's a that's a that's a rare position to be in if you're if you're a domainer. But uh, as yeah. as we've heard from many other uh, guests that we've had on and others that we've talked to in the industry, and of course uh, being involved in a live domain auction where um, several .us names uh, uh, sold but at pretty decent prices, um, the fastest growing uh, part of our industry happens to be the country code uh, side of the business, and of course .us is probably um, you know. Closest to home here, besides .com and .net, um, since .com and .net really are U.S. extensions of commerce domain names now. Um, so, give us an idea. Now, are you are you totally earning your your living um, uh, with your domain names now? Are you 100% dedicated to the to the business? Are you still is this still like a a side business for you? No, I pretty much uh, since since '98, I have been making my living at it. Now, you know, I'm not wealthy, but I'm making as much as I was in any other job that you know where I was making decent money, and I work for myself, so that's a pretty good boss to have. Yeah, definitely. And I wake up and I do what I want to do when I want to do it. If I feel like stopping, yesterday I'm in the middle of work and I thought, hey, I want to go see X Men, so I just shut my stuff down and left, and I went and saw X Men. So, g- so. Give, give me a map, get, just give me a typical scenario of your typical day about how you're generating revenue, and uh, let's share some of the secrets and some of the good, um, you know, the good uh, uh, hints, special hints, and 
special business practices that you've been able to do organically to help increase your revenue and, and grow your business? Well, most of my income comes from the college sites, um, and uh, that involves hooking up with a an affiliate network, and the, probably the most widely known one is CJ.com, Commission Junction. Mm-hmm. They do have some college programs in there, but they're uh, more geared towards product type stuff. The uh, now my my collegeaffiliates.com sites gives all this in detail. If anybody wants to take a look, but the the main two companies that I use now at, as partner, I'm basically just an affiliate, is all it amounts to, is searchforclicks.com, and they're they're owned by Platform Advertising out of uh, Kansas City area. They're a big college affiliate network, and they've got thousands of colleges. Some of them are online colleges and some are uh, actual campus-based colleges. And the other company is AffiliateFuel.com, and they're out of uh, California. Mm. And they, they not only have colleges and, and distance education, they have, like Commission Junction, they have all different sorts of both products and lead-generated type stuff, uh, uh, like mortgage and you know, just just a wide array of things. So basically, if you go and you sign up with those guys, and you you start putting their links on your websites, and you know, say if, if someone clicks on University of Phoenix and says it fills out all their information, and 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 they qualify, you know, they got to be certain age and all that. Well, and, what was the first affiliate program you mentioned? Um, SearchforClicks.com. They're also they're owned by Platform Advertising, same company. And they're in, I believe it's Olathe, Kansas, which is South Kansas City area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is uh, Affiliate Fuel. And they recently were bought by the big uh, Experian uh, credit credit people. Oh, really? But they still operate under AffiliateFuel.com. And they're, both of those companies I can't say enough good about. Um, now, Affiliate Fuel is a little bit more strict on the requirements. They like you to have a little bit more traffic or if you have a site that is geared towards a, a, a niche market, which happens to be what mine are, like careercolleges.com. Now, now, just so I understand, your, your revenue is generated from the, the new online craze of people earning their degrees online and then um, hooking those people, searching for those uh, particular programs up through your leads, or is it general uh, admissions to any college, uh, whether it's uh, you know having to be there physically or doing online uh, education? It's both. Uh, okay. In particular, now uh, affiliate fuels mostly distance learning colleges, but uh, at Search for Clicks, they have uh, a, a whole lot. They probably have more campus-based colleges. So, for example, if someone wants to go to, uh, there's a college in Missouri that's big that's called Vaterot, and they do a lot of technical type training and and you know just a wide range of, of technical degrees are offered. But they have campuses located all over Missouri, I think. And if someone comes to my site and, uh, you know, starts looking around on careercolleges.us, and they they find that college, they click on that college, and there's a little bit of information about it, and the site is is uh, hosted by a uh, platform, by Search for Clicks, and there'll be a form where they have to fill out some personal information, their name, their address, their phone number, and they have to be, they have to agree to be contacted, uh, and the college representative will then turn in turn, contact them if they fill out everything properly. The college will contact them and find out if they're really how serious they are about going to their college. Mm-hmm. And if everything works out okay, then I get a small commission. And those commissions range anywhere nowadays from fifteen dollars to some of them pay as much as fifty dollars a pop, just depending on the college and how how much they need people at the time, how much they need students. So it's 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 pretty big payouts um, if you have a site that has that caters to business people that are uh, trying to go back and finish their degree uh, or, you know, try to at least get more credits or whatever, that they can do it over the Internet where they can stay home with their kids or wife and they don't have to, you know, actually go to school. So it's really, it's both. You can, it's, it's online and on campus. All right, so the majority of your revenue is generated from um, from, from this uh, online college affiliate program and, uh and and you were able to find these two ver- these two now the search for clicks is that with the number four or spelled out F O R? Uh that is a very good question. I I own one of those names and I I think mine is spelled out and I think theirs is with the number four. 
Oh, okay. Okay, um, just want to make sure someone's asking just uh, on the on the board. So I uh, wanted yeah, to make I sure they understood little, which one it was. I believe their um, logo is the number, the letter for search with the the number for clicks.com. And I think I think I actually own the other one, which is spelled out F-O-R. Hard to keep up with. <laughs> right, right. That I have. So. Now, um, um, so you, you're making a lot of your money or most of your money through the affiliate uh, network and program. So you had to do some research to, to find these two niche players, obviously, because you said Commission Junction wasn't the one that was best suited for you because it's more of a general um, you know, uh, product type uh, affiliate program, which, uh, of course, everybody knows that. Um, so how did you go about researching which ones, which of these two were the best um, and uh, making that decision? Well, at the time, they uh, it was very hard to find anybody. As a matter of fact, going way back to the, the days of 98, 2000, the only other place out there that did this was called Quinnstreet.com, and they're still out there, and I do a, a little bit of work with them. But I gradually just, basically just from searching, I mean, it was just, you know, digging, digging, and digging until I found these places and, and uh, looking at other examples of sites and, and checking out the links to see where they track back to and, and finding the originating company. And uh, in the last few years, that particular industry, the, uh, the online education industry, has started developing so more people are getting into the game. There's actually another outfit out there called collegeanduniversity.net, and I have a site, a new site that I just put up not long ago, onlinedegrees.us, that I dedicated especially to them, collegeanduniversity.net. They're just another uh, outfit like that that's a, uh, a network, an affiliate network that's kind of devoted to colleges and universities, and they have both on-campus and online as well. So it just kind of took some digging to find the people, and then once I signed up to become a, an affiliate, just putting up the links and trying to maintain the sites, which is my big problem. You know, trying to trying to keep up with all that. My my real uh, love, I guess, as you would say, is in the domain names. I, I spend much more time reading about domains at all the forums. I spend way more time doing that than I do working on my college sites, which is you know I, sh- I shouldn't be that way, but I just am because. The domain thing, there's something about it that gets under your skin. And here recently I've started searching for the domain monetization companies. And like right now, one of them I'm, I'm trying out is, is Traffix, spelled with a Z on the end.com. And I know you guys have one too. The Traffic Club, is that? Yeah, Traffic correct? Club is our domain monetization uh, uh, program, and uh, it helps uh, clients uh uh, earn money while the domain names are parking and not developed yet, and uh, it actually has a unique advantage because it has multiple feeds in the system and lets uh, lets the top PPC feeds compete on a domain by domain basis for that traffic, and so you actually monetize better. So instead of throwing all your domain names on one solution, the system actually manages and optimizes which domain name should be on which solution, and then switches it when that solution doesn't perform as well as another solution in the system. And so it, uh, it's, a, it's a very unique uh, program and one that works very well. I'm going to have to start putting some of my names in there. I just you know haven't gotten around to it. You know, it's like. I'm not, all my stuff's going in different directions, so I'm, I'm going to have to get to that. But uh, that, you know, that's that's a lot of my names. I used to just point them to my websites, these college websites, and they weren't necessarily related to college. But it was, what else could I do with them? And so now, right, right, yeah, you probably want to take some of the things that aren't related to college because college uh, a college search like that online is probably pretty targeted and directed, and then yeah. you're probably losing uh, revenue opportunity by not having them on something that's more linguistically driven around the, t- the, the keywords in that domain name. Well, that's, that's an area we can help you out with, or, you know, any of the other parking programs that are out there could. And do- domain parking, I think, is going to be, you know, even way more big time than it is now. And I think where it's going to lead to is that instead of just these simple parking pages, that now they're, they're making them pretty now with all the pictures, which is good, I think. And, and instead of just that and having ten links or something uh, that are the PPC, what they're going to have to eventually do is start having many sites because I think people, just general web surfers, are going to become like banner blindness to these sites. As soon as they pop up, they're going to see it and they're going to know that's a uh, just a parking page and they're just going to immediately go away. Uh, not all, not everyone, but you know, people are just right. going to slowly right. kind of grow immune to them. <laughs> so so the, the companies who come up with uh, parking pages that are not simply a page but basically kind of uh, a, a miniature site where people 
when they hit it, people can say, well, hey, there's actually stuff here that's good that I need that I want to, let me find out about this and this and this, this on the page, you know, instead of just a few links. Right, right. Yeah, there's a big, the, the big controversy right now is uh, does a site with a little bit of content help one monetize better um, rather than having just linguistically driven advertising links? And uh, there's arguments for both sides, depending on how the site's being used, who's typing in, from what region, at what time of year. It's all, yeah. it's, a, it's all very dynamic, and it changes all the time. So you, there's not any one right answer. That's why yeah. some of the parking programs that let you customize your pages and select the colors uh, and do all these things aren't necessarily better than just a straight link page that uh, has four or five advertising links because um, you might confuse or get lost in the details of what you're really trying to accomplish and that is make more money by having that stuff uh, uh, targeted. Hey, as we wind up uh, uh, with uh, with your, your spot here, and uh, I have another guest lined up, I wanted to get, uh, you know, some people are asking some questions on the board. Um, one thing that you ha- you did mention, and you said you you kind of got interested in domain names because you read about Mark Ostrowski and his sale of, of Business.com, and ironically, a couple years after that, last year, as a matter of fact, you were able to sell sixty domain names to those guys to Irie. Yeah, it, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of sixty to seventy names, I think total. Are you and, able to share some details around that, like how much money was spent? Uh, you know, what kind of names were involved, just as an idea, uh, well, and how you position uh, those for sale. I actually, it's, it's, I don't have any of the names that I, that I can really recall just off the top of my head. They were basically they were traffic type names. And they kind of did it on strictly a numerical thing. They at, at the iReit website uh, at the time, they actually had a little statement that said, "If you have a portfolio, contact us." They they invited you to contact them, and and they you know when I did, they said, "Well, send us some names, and we'll." They put them in their own Google. Uh, page, right, so they know, did a test and then paid you uh, a correct. multiple of that traffic revenue is basically right. what they did. Right, and now I will say they were they were very nice guys, Mark and Bob both, very cool, very nice guys. They got a bargain, I'll tell you that. But in on the other hand, I needed the money. So, you know, it was kind of one of those deals. I needed cash. They were offering the cash. And, you know, my names have been sitting on CEDO and not getting any action. So I thought here's my chance to sell 60 or 70 in one shot, one fell swoop and uh, you know get some cash that at the time was pretty well needed so what what was uh, what was the total amount of money that they bought them for i think it was like 14 grand or something like that okay okay so, so it was, uh, it, they they did get a bargain you know but they were not stellar one word names either they were good solid keyword names some of them were double keyword type names uh, that kind of thing right right i wish i could think of one right now but I, i'm totally drawing a blank on on the uh, the particular names. I'm sure some of them were some college you know, college names, like Bartender College or something along those lines, and, and a few of those those T-shirt names. Matter of fact, T-shirttrek.com, they may have that one now. That might be one of them that I sold to them that was one of my first original names from way back. Actually, DomainTrek.com was one of my first purchases. Like, I heard your Star Trek stuff at the, at the beginning there with Con and all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, ironically, I own uh, Trekkie dot com, which uh, I got uh, back in 1996. When, uh, uh, well, it's still, I guess, the Trekkies are still all over the place. But that's what the you know Star Trek fans call themselves as Trekkie. Yeah, Trekkie. That was, so, that, uh, yeah, that, that was my Trekkie dot com. That was my big idea. It was DomainTrek dot com, and I think I probably still own that one. But you know, I don't know. <laughs> Well, anyway. um, uh, Annie, let's. Let, how about uh, just use the last two minutes or so? Uh, give us uh, like your special words of advice. Uh, what what you learned uh, through the years on uh, what not to do and what uh, what someone should do when when they're looking at domain names and trying to get them up and making money on the in the same methodology you're doing. Share some uh, some tricks of the trade, some secrets, some, some you know things that people wouldn't maybe not necessarily know. Well, uh, I guess, and this may be kind of directed more at your total newbies is read as much as you can about the domain industry and one of my favorite places now is uh, DN Journal and they keep a, a running a weekly thing on Tuesday nights they put out of all the sales all the big sales through the week of, of domain names and that's good motivation it you know it kind of makes you want to do more and uh, the forums like I said usforum.us and uh, namepros.com and uh, uh, DN forum i believe is another one where you can go on there and and you actually can get people that are much more knowledgeable about me that are giving out good information about where to go and what to do and how to find good names and stuff and of course you got the overture tool where you if you think you got a good idea for a name go punch it into the overture tool and see how many you know hits it's getting uh 
those keywords anyway, and, and, and even check their bid to see. You might think, well, this name gets a pretty good bit of traffic here. Let me go, let me go buy it, and then you can say, well, go and look and see how many people are bidding on it and what kind of bids it, it, mm-hmm. it is. And, and if there's not much action on the bidding, then maybe you might think twice about getting that name. So, um, geez, I can't think of anything else really. How, right how about, uh, okay, so those are, those are some forms to read. Um, how about specifically, because there are some affiliate guys on here, what's the, the best thing somebody should do about when, when they're trying to maximize their affiliate payouts or revenues, something that maybe you learned from your experience that isn't common knowledge to everyone else? Hmm. Wow. Um, I Is there don't... any special, special tricks that you use to develop your website that have the affiliate links on them to help them convert better? Anything, anything that you could throw out there that could help somebody that's, uh, that's looking to earn more money with their site? The only thing I try to do is make a more clean-looking site, and that's strictly just a web design thing. I mean, a lot of web pages that I see have just too much, too crammed together, and I simply just you know spread it out, put a little bit of white space in there so that the people, the people that, are, that come looking may not just necessarily be big Internet web technical people, so they, they want to look at it like it's a magazine page, and they can find what they want easier. So, you know, I mean, that's about the only thing I could say is just make it easy for the visitor who happens to land on your page, whether it's accidental or on purpose, to find his way around and to get somewhere really quick that might make you a dollar two in the process. Okay, great. Well, Steve, it's been a real pleasure having you on board, and uh, it's, it's great to always know uh, a, a good story. And uh, I don't know too many former truck drivers that became domainers and <laughs> taught themselves uh, computers and how to build a website, and uh, just that in itself is worth talking about. And, and it, you know, it, it, it shows us and tells us that not everyone started off in this industry, and uh, even those that were flirting around with Internet stuff, I mean, you really made a, a, a huge career change. I um, look at it like it's the gold rush, like the 49ers, any, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry can come to it. You don't have to have a whole lot of money to start off. Start off slow and have fun and build a site or two and, you know, just kind of take it from there. And, right. Well, that, oh, that's really great, and uh, we really appreciate you having uh, um, having you on board on uh, Domain Masters and, and uh, also as a customer. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, thank you very much. Bye. Okay, take care. Well, there you have it. Uh, kind of a rags to riches story, but, uh, you know, as he said, he's, he, can, he can earn some more money, uh, but uh, still... Uh, um, did all kinds of things, including driving a truck, and left that to, to be a domainer. So it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good story. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break and be back on with Dr. Jerry Brown and uh, talk about his experience with domain names. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. Be master of your domain. Stay tuned. Looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. 
Then just kicking ass with domain name. Monty, 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 Monty. Monty, 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 and uh, what, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale, how much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. About one hundred and fifty grand. That's correct. Okay, great. You have had eBay by rent.com and shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 the master of your domain. Literally, probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Domain Masters, and uh, thanks again to my first guest, uh, Steve Ursery, uh, who uh, had a really nice story about how he got started in the industry. Uh, my next guest is also has a very interesting story. Dr. Jerry Brown is a 45-year-old uh, f- uh, physician, basically trained as uh, trained in um, uh, diseases of uh, um, diseases in surgery of the eye, and uh, um, left, uh, I guess, uh, being a doctor in uh, 2003 to be a, co- a consultant, trainer, and speaker. And uh, his passion appears to be helping smart companies and smart people be smarter and more innovative in their business. Dr. Brown, you're on board. Thanks, Monty. Can I call you Monty? You sure can. Okay, call me Jerry then. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> Glad to Thanks have you on board. So, uh, so you're a former physician, uh, now demeanor and uh, sounds like uh, uh, motivational speaker and uh, and uh, uh, basically innovator. Yeah, I've uh, been interested in how people, how innovative people, how smart people think differently than the rest of us, and how to facilitate that. Whether you're uh, VP of marketing or a calling Houston 200,000 miles out in space with the problem uh, you need to think differently and that I find very attractive and I like helping companies and people being that way facilitating that in their lives and their corporate uh, corporate architecture. Well cool because I, I think this is going to be a good uh, good little interview because we can talk a little bit about your domain experience and then maybe uh, maybe you can share some of your wisdom of uh, uh, several of the talks and speaking events that you've done to help companies be more successful and smarter, and uh, hopefully some of those uh, that are listening can apply some of those techniques uh, to their own business and be better domainers. Fantastic. So you own a portfolio of about 4,000 names. How did you get started, when, and uh, what got you into the field to begin with? Well, like a lot of people, I got in peripherally, obscurely. Um, like most middle-aged guys, I think I can see maybe a little bit further in the future than some people, and, you know, because I'm in the field of innovation, perhaps that helps too. So I got interested in podcasting very early on. I was one of the early adopters in podcasting. I began podcasting real early, and, in fact, I did something like it, the predecessor to it. Um, most people call it audio blogging before the name podcast was was given and assigned and stuck. So what I thought about is I said, well, I bet you there's a lot of names that would be valuable. Right. Uh, and, and I had no idea this industry existed, no idea that companies like Monitor, Moniker existed and, and folks made money in this fashion. I just thought that people bought and sold domains and kind of – one-on-one obscure fashion, but I bought a bunch of names um, that were, uh, most of my names are podcast-centric, because I'm trying to ride that wave of that new technology, but not all of them. Like, uh, me, so me, that's how I got involved, obscurely, and then I um, read a little bit about it last year, went to uh, the Domain Roundtable uh, conference uh, 
about uh, six weeks ago up in uh, the Seattle area. Great experience. Yeah. So uh, that's that's how I got involved. And I, so I'm still I'm still very much a rookie, um, and getting getting um, my tentacles out there, getting my feelers out there, figuring out how I'm going to best profit. Uh, do I want to, you know, um, develop these names? Do I want to um, park them or a combination thereof? And I'm um, still still learning a lot about it, but. Um, I, uh, with regards to the podcast, and maybe not so much of a rookie with regards to, with regards to uh, the uh, domainers. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little, still uh, got a lot to learn, but uh, boy, it's uh, incredible how how much I have learned in the past uh, few months, and uh, it's a very interesting industry to watch uh, uh, be born and, and and develop here very quickly. So let's try to throw this together with some of your domain experience and um, your podcasting experience because there's uh, you know, a lot of folks. As a matter of fact, uh, this, this radio network uh, was one of the first uh, to actually get their broadcasts on and podcast. We podcast all the shows as well, um, and um, it's a great network. What are some of the things that, as a motivational and innovative speaker that you're helping people you know, be smarter and work better and more efficiently and some of the things? How can we apply some of the things that you've been teaching others to this segment of the business and being better webmasters, SEOs, podcasting, you know, uh, uh, businessmen, whatever, um, to to be you know better at what they do. Well, uh, two of the biggest things I think are to be constant, constant learning. Um, the one thing I'll brag about is I, I'm the most curious son of a gun I know. I, there's I feel claustrophobic when I'm not learning. And, you know, once again, that's probably the reason I came across this new phenomenon and the first time you come across anything new, you know, when I came across podcasting, it didn't necessarily stick. But you see it a few times and you, and you, you pursue it. It's just not – there's initiative and then there's pursuit and follow-through. Uh, I think that's a huge thing. I, I, uh, I listen to a ton of audio books. I, I can't read enough. I, like a lot of guys, I read two or three newspapers several magazines a month, um, probably six, six or eight a month, uh, probably a couple books, three books a month, and then I listen to four or five books a month, plus podcasts and plus other things that aren't podcasts but are somewhat similar. So I'm a, I, I consume knowledge voraciously, um, and I, I think that's the biggest hint, I would say. Uh, I see a lot of, you know, being in medicine, and I know, you know other folks that are very educated, I think one of the biggest traps people fall into um, especially the very educated people, they think because they're a good attorney or because they're a, a brain surgeon, they can extrapolate their knowledge onto other fields. And that's where we get arrogant, and that's where we get kind of narrow-minded. And if you always keep a beginner's mind, always act like a beginner and see things like a beginner um, and, and have that voracious appetite for knowledge, I, I think that really helps a lot of people. Um, yeah, all, all the folks that come up with new ideas usually have that M.O. Right. Um, and I mentioned something, um, I kind of transitioned into a second subject there, and that's the beginner's mind. Always approach it like a child. Always approach things um, as a beginner would. We all have come across folks in our life who say, well, um, you know, I've been in it for 30 years. That's not how we do it around here. I've tried it that way. It doesn't work. Uh, the beginner sees things um, hundreds of ways, uh, of hundreds of options of doing things. The quote-unquote expert um, has been around and knows the best way and, think of th- and often thinks of things as one best way. That's certainly not to discount experience because experience is a valuable teacher, but as we get experience, we have to be very careful not to bias ourselves in certain directions. And, again, I've seen very, very many educated people do and fall into that trap. So those are two of the big things, I think. Be tremendously, tremendously curious and never lose that. Um, you know, you see children are like that. Why aren't adults like that more? That's a great asset. And the other one is to keep a beginner's mind so you actually adopt that curiosity. The two go hand in hand. Right. Now, now, do you um, are you out on a on a circuit when you speak? Uh, are you speaking on a regular basis? Is this something that you do just temporarily? Uh, you know, as as a part time. I, I do. Basis? In fact, I have given up medicine. I got married uh, about three years, not quite three years ago. And uh, one of the advantages to not practicing medicine is, although I miss my patients tremendously, 
is, is one of the advantages of not having the paperwork, but one of the advantages is being um, around my family more. So even though I travel when I do speak and I'm out of town here and there, sometimes a couple times a week, that my net hours at home in any given week or month are, are more than when I was a practicing physician. Right. Now, you mentioned that you read a lot. What's the best uh, you know, one or two books that you could recommend to, to, to folks that are listening that could uh, help them further their education and be better businessmen? Or better oh, on innovation? Uh, boy, I, I can't think of uh, – I've got them coming out my ears. Um, I love Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, Blink is a great one, and The Tipping Point uh, is, is another great one. They were published, I think, in '04. Excuse me, 05, Blink was published in maybe 1999 or 2000, The Tipping Point, but still very, very, um, uh, an incredible book. Um, Tom Peters, I love. Uh, Tom Peters is a great example of a guy that I think is around 62, 63, but he thinks like a 20-something-year-old. A very dynamic speaker, a very dynamic thinker. Um, he, his, one of his more recent books was called Reimagine. That's an outstanding book. Um, those are two big ones. I love um, The World is Flat, uh, is uh, Tom Friedman. It's a geopolitical book in some people's mind, but really it reframes the way to think about the, the uh, business world. And the, um, it, I was talking with my wife about it last night, for example. Let's see. Um, oh, this is a great little thing out of that book. Two, three years ago, in 2003, 25,000... Of Americans had their taxes done in India, whether we realize it or not. In '04, it was a hundred thousand. In '05, it was four hundred thousand. And my wife said, "What are we going to do?" And my first response was, "You have to change the definition of we. Get a big eraser out." And all those there's political boundaries between these countries. There's no longer any business boundaries. So that's one of the things I love about that book and a lot of innovation book. It forces you to to erase and redefine and redefine boundaries in your mind because so often when we think about innovation we think about new products but it's really more about processes often and new ways of thinking or new ways of organizing the way you think or the way your business does does the does the business performs the business and right. uh, and often the bottleneck for that is at the top you know that i can't remember where i heard it but someone said that the bottle is narrowest at the top and that's usually a lot of times the ceo and so we got to get better at walking the walk. Uh, CEOs and upper management will often talk this way that I'm talking, but they don't often act that way as much as they should. And it's it's difficult to change. Change are like changing. Are, it's like many deaths. You know, it's it's hard to die those little deaths of things that we've been used to doing our whole lives and change them around and do them differently. But uh, constant challenge. Now, now, bouncing back um, to to your experience with podcasting, how does one go about um, really furthering their business in podcasting, and what are the first uh, steps that you can recommend for those uh, that aren't currently utilizing that medium uh, to advance their business? But what, you know, what are some of the things? What are some of the easy things and hint, helpful hints that you can provide to get people up and running on that? Well, uh, the, the equipment you need is not that expensive. It's pretty easy. There's a lot of how-to manuals out there. Um, you can. I went to a guitar store and got um, some relatively inexpensive guitar. Uh, excuse me, some relatively inter, inter, uh, inexpensive recording devices, um, uh, microphone and, mi- and mixing board. And I really, I'm, a, I'm an Apple guy, so I use. Um, uh, you can use Audacity. That's an uh, open source, um, you, free uh, recording program you can download. Or the, Apple has the. Uh, GarageBand, which is excellent, and it's very easy to record. Um, big picturing a little bit, and I'll come back to that a little bit. Maybe I got ahead of myself. Any, any business that has a lot of content and very little time to give it in, uh, for example, the medical field, the, uh, mm-hmm. maybe your, your uh, tax uh, accountant, maybe your, uh, your, your, uh, um, help people with investing, um, Really, any time there's a lot of information, information exchange between one group and another, and you need to get them a lot of information, quality information, and you have relatively little time to do it in, podcasting is the answer. And podcasting can be audio or video. The name is generic for both. It started out more audio because more people can do that, a little more user-friendly to do the audio. Um, 
but it's a tremendous facilitator. And you hear now about the, the buzzword time shifted, where everything's time shifted. That means I can have it where I want, when I want, how I want with all the cross-platform technology. I can listen to my iPod or my other MP3 device. Most people actually listen or watch podcasts on their computer, the majority of people, but that's, that's trending away from that. And people do listen to them on, on their uh, mobile devices, uh, phones. Uh, of course, audio and, and video, um, there's a lot of uh, companies are starting to uh, include software programs on their mobile phones uh, so that you can podcast from and listen or watch the podcast there. But anytime there's a lot of content and little time to do it in, and, and uh, the other neat thing about podcasting is it, it leans towards the higher socioeconomics. Um, like a lot of new technology, like a lot of things that are maybe a little more expensive. But So maybe not the majority of people are doing it yet, but it's definitely skewed to the, the greater uh, amount. Um, there's going to be a greater amount of spending per person in that demographic. So uh, that's a huge thing. Um, once you record your um, your podcast, whether it's audio or video, you, usually it's audio, like I said, you, you convert it to an, like usually it's an MP3 format. Uh, very easy to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much self-taught. And you, um, you can go online, and there's several. Um, uh, you, you maybe want to post that on a, web, a website, but you can go to like libsyn.com. That's spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N, or Feedburners. Um, F-E-E-D-B-U-R-N-E-R. Um, I don't have any proprietary interest in those companies. They're both good companies. Um, and you can attach what's called an RSS feed, which stands for a real simple syndication. So that, and this is one of the advantages of podcasts that differentiates it just from a download. You subscribe to it. And so people can get it downloaded uh, as you as I post or as you post a show. And, and then I go to my computer and I said, oh, well, look, Moniker's got another, uh, you know, talk show on I can listen to or, or my watch that or, or Jerry Brown's got something going on there. I'm going to listen to that. I like this last one. And so, right. And then I can listen to it when I want or where I want. So that's, it's, it's very user-friendly. Um, the barrier to entry uh, cost-wise is very low, just a few hundred dollars. And the barrier to entry technologically or, you know, the, the, the mental barrier is not that high. It's, it's really easy, and there's a lot of how-to manuals out there. There's a lot of people that are doing it out there. Right. right. Uh, news, so it's really, it's really helped you out. Is, uh, local news stations and uh, we'll be starting to do it. And, of course, you know, um, you can ABC is doing a lot. And all the major networks are, are um, podcasting a lot of their shows, but we're going to start to see it on a more massive basis for right. the smaller local television stations, for maybe docs or attorneys and things like that. It'll, it'll, and it's already starting to show like that. So it's a, it's a great, great resource. Now you said you 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 have um, several thousand podcasted uh, podcasting uh, 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 domain names. Yeah, most uh, what are, of what are some are of the top? That's, that's how I got peripherally involved in it, and, and I anticipated people needing it or wanting it or utilizing it in this fashion. I got a, like several, well, about twelve or fourteen hundred, if you include my foreign name, uh, geographically based cities. So give me examples. Uh, what are some 90, examples of ninety-four uh, percent of all the states, and I have um, probably about ninety-nine percent of all the cities, like say, you know, Detroit podcast, et cetera, oh, Cleveland that's cool. podcast. So, you have some, you in, have, uh, in, so um, you know, I'd like to get perhaps a podcast network going. Or, uh, you know, I, I, I think that perhaps uh, someone would be interested in buying them in total as a group, as a whole. That's, that was my initial thoughts, when I, again, before I heard about Monica or this industry. But uh, certainly anything can happen. So that's, that's, that's my interest. And, uh, you know, so I'm enthusiastic about the domain name idea. I'm also obviously pretty enthusiastic about just the idea of podcasting as a learning tool and as a business tool. Have you had any experience with uh, with selling domain names to to anyone yet? Has any have you sold any domain names yet? No, I'm I've, I've actually had some offers. Uh, I have had a couple of unsolicited uh, offers at uh, the domain roundtable. Folks have um, it's without too much talk and maybe some fairly decent offers without me trying to sell too much. Uh, you know, without me just just talking a little bit, even lower key than I'm talking here. Uh, so I, that, that's that's uh, a neat thing to have your people approach you and, and make you some make you some good offers. Um, 
I, I'd like to sell them in total. I wouldn't want to sell them separately, but no, I haven't sold any yet in, because basically I'm holding out to sell them as a whole. As a large group, I have like a lot of financial names. I bought a ton of political names. Like, for example, I got a Republican podcast, a Democrat podcast. Um, I'm not a, um, I'm a pretty spiritual person, but I'm not religious, not real religious, but I bought a bunch of religious focused ones because I think people would want to, want to, um, use that as a medium. There's another great way to listen to a, you know, a service or something like that or watch a service. So I bought a bunch of those, but I, you know, I, uh, those would probably be interested in selling, um, separately, but, uh, the other ones are probably, you know, in, uh, in um, in groups, uh, right, right. financial ones like mutual that. funds podcast. I'd be would be love to develop that one. That would be a great one to develop. They could maybe invite some um, some uh, mutual fund companies to podcast on there or advertise on there. That's a great great one to develop. So I I tend to probably lean more towards the development um, mindset. Um, you know, there's the do I develop my names or do there's the uh, do I park my names, or do I turn around and sell them right away if they're semi-valuable, you know, or do I just hold on to them? There's all those different mindsets, and, uh, you know, I don't claim to be an expert there or see in the future there, so uh, any, uh, <laughs> I take any advice on that, but, uh, but uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm at on those specific names. Um, all right. Well, great. Sounds like you've got a, quite a bit invested into it, and uh, obviously the podcast uh, is, uh, you know, the co- podcast industry is going to boom. Uh, like you said, it's uh, it's one of the newest crazes out there, and uh, you might want to consider joint venturing with uh, some of the companies that are uh, putting, you know, putting deals together right now. That's, a, that's, that's another thought to, too. Yeah, that's a great that's idea. A suggestion and. Um, don't know if you've uh, got some developers uh, ready to maybe develop some of the portals out or whatever. And um, in the meantime, um, uh, you should definitely get those puppies parked uh, somewhere and let them uh, increase in value by having some kind of base value on traffic and uh, and potential bids and stuff. You never know. You might want to sell a couple of those um, one-offs and bring some ROI back to your to your investment. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a son pass away last year, and it kind of just totally threw me off kilter. Um, and I probably would have done that several months ago, close to a year ago, but that kind of has a way of tossing you off. off uh, you know, it plays with your head a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, uh, that's uh, on the agenda for the very near future. Yeah, well, very sorry to hear that. And uh, I'm sure things will, will turn around and you'll, uh, you'll do double, double right because of uh, some of the things that happened in your life. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, I, I, it was a real pleasure having you on board uh, on Domain Masters. Any last uh, uh, words of advice for those listening, uh, just from your your uh, multiple areas of experience? Um, you know, you have a lot to offer there. Uh, anything else that uh, that wasn't mentioned previously that you'd like to share with uh, anyone that's listening to to be better at what they do, both uh, in a personal life ex- uh, uh, perspective or from a business perspective? Well, the perspective, the business perspective, just just. You know, and I guess this ties the two industries together. If you read a lot, you'll 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 be better at what you do. If you listen a lot, listen to podcasts, listen to audio books, you'll be better at what you do, whatever your endeavor is. And you always you pick up on new terms and new buzzwords that might have applications in the domain industry. So those two things kind of go hand in hand. And if you if you if you got your ears up and your eyes open, you'll you'll pick those things and and uh, you know maybe get those 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 new domain names and get some valuable um, intellectual property uh, under your belt. It's interesting, uh, you know, a uh, hundred years ago, uh, things that were heavy or, or things that had weight had a lot of uh, value. Now things that are as light as air, you know, how much does a domain name weigh? It doesn't weigh anything. It's, a, it's an intellectual property. It's just interesting to see that trend. Um, it, it's, it's really neat that people can, can have an idea register a name for just a, a few dollars and use their their flash of brilliance to get something. I, I, I applaud the industry. It's a neat thing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we look forward to uh, working with you and helping you uh, develop whatever strategy you have out. And, uh, and it has been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much, Mr. Khan. I appreciate it. Hey, just call me Monty, remember? Okay, you got it. <laughs> All right, Monty. Gary. <laughs> okay. Good luck to you. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Well, there you have it, uh, Dr. Jerry Brown, uh, uh, innovative speaker, uh, got some good hints on some good books to read to help uh, further our business knowledge and also uh, some good ideas around podcasting, how one can get started in the, uh, in the podcasting, uh, you know, podcasting your content, which is going to be pretty heavily uh, 
used in all of our industries uh, that we're online with that we have content to offer out. And of course, we're doing that here at uh, Webmaster Radio and uh, at Domain. You know, our Domain Master Show is uh, podcasted. Anybody can go to our site or to the Webmaster Radio site, download any of the shows um, that they broadcast, and also on our website. And listen to them, listen to the shows on your iPod when you're just traveling in the airplane or in the car or whatever. And uh, I guarantee you'll learn something from some of the shows that we've had on, and especially uh, the great content that Webmaster Radio has. With that, uh, I'll let everybody go. Uh, another great week gone by. Uh, again, I will be on vacation next week, but my favorite stand-up uh, host, uh, Victor Pitts, who's also my director of sales, uh, will have a great show in store. And uh, I'm sure it will be great. I'll be back uh, a week from Wednesday and uh, have a nice live broadcast as well. With that, we'll let everyone go. Have a great week. Be the master of your domain. Take care. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.